Hello ladies and gentlemen. For today's episode we're joined by Mr. Anurag Tripathi, an investor by day and a novelist by night. Mr. Anurag Tripathi is an alumnus of the Indian School of Business Hyderabad. He has a certification in advanced creative writing from the Department of Continuing Education, University of Oxford. A keen observer of people, he is a master raconteur who draws on his vast reservoir of life exp- uh, experiences. Hello Mr. Anurag, how are you? How is the situation in Singapore? Uh situation in Singapore is evolving. Uh we are still in a semi lockdown but uh it's improving every day. So since I've already told the audience about your knowledge about the financial world and your experience in it, so let us ask you some questions um about the financial markets and what what is its status right now. So yeah. uh, firstly understanding finance and investments is already a task in itself however articulating finance knowledge has always been an impasse for experts and students so as a writer how did you circumnavigate around this particular obstacle well uh, i would like to answer it in two parts the first part is that when you're writing a novel the plot of the novel is more important than the theme of the novel and my novel dalal street even though it's based on the stock markets uh, there is a limitation to the extent of which i would like to explain any particular uh, technical term in the novel so long as uh, you have a basic understanding and it uh, supports the plot uh, i think uh, that's the agenda of uh, putting it there having said that uh, i used a lot of metaphors and anecdotes in the novel to make uh, people understand technical terms about the stock markets uh, uh, that even a layman will understand uh, the objective was not to get lost in technicalities but uh, to basically uh, understand the how and what of the world rather than you know the technicalities of what the product actually was so i was able to circumvent it by using uh, examples uh, which were not related to the uh, uh, the financial world and uh, metaphors uh, which were not related to the financial world to explain uh, technical terms so uh, looking at your book it mainly talks about the story of you know young relatively young people in the stock market and nowadays the concept of teen stock trading has gained a lot of popularity and prevalence what do you feel about that and how do you feel about the, about social media's potential to impact uh, the stock market uh, yes a lot of uh, young people are uh, investing in the markets uh, i think they are trading in the markets more than investing in the markets and uh, this is something that um, they i i i suppose the need to rectify there are two things which are very uh, favorable for youngsters one is that they have all the time in the world in the sense that they're young and the you know the time that they have on their side to retire is maybe 30 40 years ahead of them so in case they were to invest in the markets uh, keeping that time horizon in mind and allow compounding to work for them i think they can create significant wealth however most of the youngsters i meet today uh, like to trade in the market i think they are more excited by the activity in the market than trying to generate a decent return on their investment from the market and uh, i think this is something that they need to relook as uh, 
in the short run, the markets are highly volatile, uh, which means that uh, investment that they make, it can go against them and they can in turn lose money. However, if they were to identify good companies and buy them for 5, 10, 15 years, in all likelihood, very high probability, they will make a lot of money. All right. So talking about young people, uh, a lot of young people have quit their journey in the stock market once they face failure, especially in the beginning. Right. So how can people tackle the psychological barriers one faces while trading and while investing? Uh, I think uh, investing is a big psychological game. Uh, It's about it's a mind game uh, and uh, a very important aspect of it is patience. Uh, you need to have patience with the investment that you make. That's the first thing. And the second thing is that if you have the right expectation from a particular investment, then along with patience, then in all likelihood, uh, you would uh, not lose money. So what I'm trying to say is that suppose I have $100 of money to invest. Instead of putting in the entire $100, if I had a clear trading plan up front, which said, okay, I'm going to put in $10 today. If the stock was to fall another 10% from here, I will double my investment. If the stock was to go up 10% from here, I will triple my investment on the stock. Rather than me getting to know about a particular stock and putting the entire $100 on day one, I think I will be much better worst with trying to make money. So I think... Uh, there is the expectation mismatch. Uh, people get in thinking that's easy to make money. Uh, I mean, there is no product in the world where it's easy to make money. So if you go with that expectation and you make a few bad trades and you lose money, then you tend to you know, get discouraged and disheartened and uh, you leave it behind. So uh, I think uh, planning before you get into it uh, is going to help you sort out most of these problems. So uh, another one of the psychological barriers one faces right now while trading is making a choice between different stocks or different commodities. So young people are often in the dilemma to either invest in gold or in shares. What would your advice be to them? So so, uh, gold, I I, I think of gold as a part of uh, an integral part of anyone's portfolio, not the trading portfolio, but an investing portfolio. Uh, gold is a defensive bet. Uh, as such, I think if you have a hundred dollars of corpus with you, uh, at least ten to fifteen dollars of that corpus should be invested in gold as a part of your portfolio. The rest of it can be split between stocks, bonds, and cash. And how much of that should be in equities, uh, vis-a-vis bonds and cash, is a function of your age and your risk profile. If you are talking about a youngster who's starting off in his career, uh, say he's 23, 24 years old, he's just started his first job, I think almost uh, 80-85%, the remainder should be in equities because he has a long time ahead of him to retirement. On the other end, if the investor is someone who is in his late 40s or in his early 50s with another 8 to 10 years to retirement, in that case, the portion of money to equity should probably not be more than 40 to 50% and the remainder being a function of cash and gold. 
Right. So another concept which is increasingly becoming popular, especially among the youth, is cryptocurrencies. So as cryptocurrencies make their way into the financial markets, what do you think will their impact be particularly on the stock market? So uh, cryptocurrencies, um, well, they've made a lot of noise uh, lately, especially last year. Uh, They are competing uh, with your uh, source of capital. So to that extent, they are another avenue for investment or trading, more trading than investment. Um, They're highly volatile. So they excite people who like leverage, uh, who like to take loan funds to invest. Uh, The return on such funds can be very high, but so can be the loss. So there is a specific trade of people who are trading cryptos. Uh, I think uh, the people are people who like high risk, high return trades. Um, if I had, again, $100, um, I would probably not allocate more than $5 to a crypto trade. Uh, having said that, uh, there are some people who made a lot of money, but then there are a lot of people who have lost a lot of money also. And generally speaking, when a new concept catches up and there's a lot of noise around it, it is not the right time to be buying into that concept. So I feel uh, with all the euphoria around cryptocurrencies, uh, right now I feel it's probably not the right time to get into it. You might just see more correction in them. All right. So that was the last question. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your experience about the stock markets with our audience. Uh, So it was great to have you. Thank you, Arnav. It was a pleasure. All right.